And I also host a podcast. Hey, this is Top 10 Thursdays, and I'm Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Colin Westman. Matt Carsons. Batman, guys. Dark Knight Rises. Rising this night, I guess. Right? Thursday? Yes. Thursday night. Screening. We're going. Haven't seen it yet. Excited. New Batman movies are always exciting. Always and forevermore. Were they always exciting? Were you excited? Yeah. In the I was a little kid when those movies came out. I was all about them. Yeah. I probably have seen Batman and Robin more than any other Batman movie. <laughs> I remember not being excited for Batman Begins because I'm like, oh, they're going to just fuck it up again. <laughs> but they didn't. No, it was awesome. Saw that in IMAX first time. What year was that? 2005. Good year. Yeah. 2005. Yeah. 2005. 2005, man. Yeah, sure. It definitely sounds like this is the end of a trilogy and they're, I don't know, the rumor everyone's saying is Batman might be dead. I don't know. Everyone's saying I, it's real dark and depressing. But I can't see them killing off Batman. That's that's just madness. Maybe I'll be eating my words in just a few short hours, but <laughs> right now that seems unlikely. God knows I'm excited though. Um, so we're talking about Batman this week. If you hadn't noticed, we're doing uh, another of our. Duelist over again podcast. Wait, have we done one of those before? Yeah, you did it. I, I remember did. it was so controversial. You did a post on the blog. Uh, I think it was around the time the Dark Knight came out. Right. Oh, yes, I remember why it was controversial. Now, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. We're doing our our top ten Batman villains. The best of or perhaps the worst of the uh, Batman rogues gallery as it's often referred to as you know you could you could say Batman has has the best villains of any comic book hero I, I'm not sure if you'd be right but probably, probably the most famous yeah I could probably name more villains of his than anyone else but I wonder if that's just because he actually got to have different villains in each movie and Superman they just like, kept doing Lex Luthor over and over <laughs> Maybe. Why is that? And X Men, they kept doing Magneto over and over. I feel like Lex Luthor is so lame. He's just yeah, like a guy. Know. Lex Luthor is pretty cool. Lex Luthor is Sean's all about him. I feel like he's because he can relate. I guess Lex Luthor is Batman if he was a bad guy. This is hella rich guy. He's hella smart. He's, he's cool. Like gadgets. the concept, the idea is cool, but he's never. They never do a good job of him. He's always so cartoonish and over the top in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can do him. I say he's got to be like Donald Trump. Did you like uh, Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor? It's okay. It's still like him wearing wigs and sneaking into museums. <laughs> it still seems a little cartoonish. Like, come on, you got do we, guys. Do we know it. if they're going to do him for a Man of Steel? I don't think he's going to be in it, but who knows what will happen in Eagles? He's got to be there eventually, probably in some some capacity. He's the main enemy. But uh, more on that later, I suppose. So what do we got? Oh, we got the villains. We want to go now? 
yeah, I guess. I mean, no weird prerequisites I can think of, right? Just ones that are Just cool. our favorite villains. Are the, the ones that are be higher. And uh, what better place to start than the main villain of Dark Knight Rises, Bane? And he's a more recent villain, if I recall. He's like the 90s. That recent? Yeah, yeah, like early 90s, but he's already become that popular. He's got a, like a pretty... I always thought he had a really stupid background, like his origin. He, he's born in like a, a South American prison. His father is like some revolutionary. And at some point his father escapes. So then like the corrupt government just says, oh, we'll just have this baby serve out his life sentence. It's, that's a corrupt government. <laughs> that's a corrupt government. It's some like fictional place in South America. So he's like, so he grows up in uh, prison and he trains his body, gets super ripped. I, I mean, not as a baby, probably. And he trains his mind. And then eventually he somehow becomes this volunteer for this um, serum called Venom. And Venom is a serum that they tried on all these other guys to make them like super strong, but it killed him. It's basically a super steroid. And he took it, but he lived. But he has to get it, I think, every 12 hours or he suffers really bad side effects. I don't know if, I'm, I'm sure they've gone into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're doing that for the new movie. I think they're going to do, he has some sort of gas because he's in like t- horrible pain or something. So it like numbs him and stuff. I think that's what they're going yeah. for. So that's why he's got the weird gas mask. Yeah, that's that's kind of the iconic thing about Bane is the he's getting something pumped into him all the time. That's part of his costume. I was kind of sad that they changed a little bit because I, I kind of like the Venom, even if it was stupid that it just keeps making him buffer and buffer. And I, I like the Mexican wrestler mask. Always kind of, he always kind of wore. Doesn't he have the um? Doesn't he have the the mask that's pumped in with gas in Arkham Asylum? Probably. I feel like I just fought him recently, and he was like, I was like. I'm pumped for this. If it's anything like Dark Knight's gonna be, but probably the uh, the problem that most people have with Bane is he's kind of ruined in so many cartoons and comics and, and whatnot because he's supposed to be really smart. Yeah, that's that's the thing. While he was in prison, he gained all this uh, knowledge and he trained his mind. He's, he's a guy who's as smart or maybe even smarter than Batman, and then he's got super steroids, so he's his physical superior as well. It's, it's funny because you see him and you don't. I didn't know that, and I don't think that. Like, he just looks like a big dumbass. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean... He, he looks like the ultimate case of roid rage. But. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people recall the Batman and Robin movie where he was just a thug who didn't, couldn't speak words. He's, he had no mind. He was just... <laughs> and then they unplug the tubes, and he's like... Eh, he's like all scrawny and stuff, and he's really... Oh, uh, terrible... Yeah, uh, Bane's probably most famous for the Nightfall story arc, which I read a few years ago, I think, when they first announced Bane, back when they said Joseph Gordon-Levitt maybe was playing the Riddler. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nightfall is Bane lets all the prisoners out of uh, Arkham Asylum, so Batman's just exhausted, rounding everyone up. And then uh, when he's at his weakest, Bane takes Batman and breaks his back over his knee. He just picks Batman up, hits him hard with his knee in the back, and and Batman's left crippled. What happens after that? He beats the bat. (laughs) Oh, well, someone else acts as Batman for a while, and then... They had to give him, like, a sweet Batman endoskeleton. (laughs) No. You gotta feel weird for Barbara Gordon, though, because at that point, she's handicapped because she got shot in the back and mm-hmm. then Batman gets to walk again but not her she's left in a wheelchair the whole time 
Although she's more useful in a wheelchair than out of it. <laughs> but uh, it's good that he's, you know, he's going to be the, the villain this new one because we're going uh, to get the respect he probably deserves. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I was kind of disappointed when I first heard that he was going to be the villain, but I've over time I think, yeah, that's pretty cool. He's pretty dark. I can't really think of anyone else that would really work. Yeah, that's... I was thinking about that. Who would I make the villain for the next Batman movie? Uh, so I'm glad they went with one that I wouldn't Clayface? have gone with. I, I, have been great. I would love it if they did Clayface because I think <laughs> by the time they make the next Batman movie, it's going to be they're moving towards the Justice Leagues because I'm sure Warner Brothers is thinking, we have all these superheroes. They have a team. We could make that movie. <laughs> so I, I would I would be interested if they did a more mythical enemy magical i was trying to get penguin yeah that would be cool well since we're going to talk about all these people let's just keep going down the list okay instead of just bringing them up while talking about things (laughs) so the other uh enemy maybe in dark knight rises is catwoman uh catwoman's interesting because unlike most villains who you know when they get caught by batman I i gotta kill batman man gotta kick his ass catwoman's more just like i was trying to steal stuff for my own personal gain. I don't really care about Batman at all. Should just fight him to get away. I was like that aspect. She's so uh, ambiguous compared to everyone else. I mean, she is a cat burglar. She's always stealing stuff for herself. She doesn't really care about anyone else. But at the same time, she's, you know, at least half the time she comes out as a good character and she helps Batman out. And she doesn't get along with Christopher Walken. No, not Batman at all. Returns. That was one Back of the. Shrek. That was actually probably one of the things I liked about Batman Returns. Looking back, is I kind of like Catwoman in that movie. I thought she was all right, Michelle Pfeiffer. Definitely better than uh, the other villain that they went with in that movie. You know, I'm talking about. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say it. <laughs> gotta be secretive. It's gotta be I'm all about it, but. Shall I mean, I don't know. Dead. I've never seen the Halle Berry Catwoman. So I, I don't have know seen how the Halle Berry. And we watched it's like terrible. the last ten minutes. Though, oh, really? How was that? It was pretty stupid. Was, was it pretty hot? <laughs> Yeah, because we got to see the ending fight between her and Sharon Stone. It was terrible. Got all sorts of hot problems going on there. She had like some skin thing Sharon Stone did that was keeping her youthful. Is that the movie it was about? Some secret serum that keeps her youthful. So I think you could go ahead and spoil Catwoman. How does it? How does it end? Does she get like? Does she like age real fast? Like, yeah, she like. I feel like she falls for a really large heart. Then you look at her and like her skin's like. It's like getting all old and weird looking. God, that movie. That you know, that's probably why we were worried about Batman Begins. That was one year before Batman <laughs> yeah, Begins. Yeah, thinking like, oh god, they're gonna do something like that, right? Because no one really knew who Christopher Nolan. Yeah, how unless much, you were really cool, no one really knew who he was. Yeah, how much did we know about Batman Begins before we saw it? You know um, what I mean? Like, I, I didn't know anything, but. I was well, really I mean, of course, I read into it because I was I was still slightly like interested. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I knew that oh, they're going to go with Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow, two villains they haven't done yet. But they they didn't. Spoiler alert! I didn't know going into it that Ra's al Ghul was Liam Neeson. They had well, nobody really did. They had advertised it as he was playing Ducard. Ducard is a character in the comics. Yeah, that was, that was a real twist. I was like, what the fuck? Not anymore though. Now I've seen that movie many times. I'm not surprised anymore. I got over it. Um, but back to Catwoman. Uh, I, I, she's fine. I've never been a big fan because I, she's 
just some of these other villains have cool powers and cooler ideas behind them, their concepts and everything. But she's pretty integral to the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like she get, you got to have her on the list if we uh, if we do a Batman villains list. It just seems right. Unless you want to make the case that she's not a villain because she's too. She's You've already had a podcast where you made the case that she's not a hero. You're right. <laughs> no going back. Right. We made this decision that she <laughs> is a villain. It is on record. Okay. <laughs> well, let's uh, leave her on the list for now. Talk about another guy we just brought up, Clayface. Uh, it, did he exist in the comics? I think he did. I'm going to assume a while ago, but it was mostly the animated series that kind of made him really cool and a lot deeper. Uh, the backstory I remember on the animated series was he was an actor named Matt Hagen and he's like super handsome, but then he he got in this, he got in this accident and his face got deformed. So then he started getting this weird putty stuff that, but, um, that he he was like doing odd jobs for mobsters to get it, to like regenerate his face. But then at some point he couldn't pay them back or something like that. So they just poured like a bunch of it on (laughs) and he became this huge clay monster, which doesn't really make any sense, but it's awesome because then he can turn his hands into like a mace or like a hammer. And on the cartoon, he's voiced by uh, Ron Perlman. And it's just, that is one of my favorite episodes of the Batman animated series. It's called Feats of Clay. It's a two-part episode. It's just so dark and it's just awesome. And uh, I'd really love to see Clayface in a movie. I mean, he is kind of silly, but... I like that origin so much more than Matt Hagen's origin in the, the comics, mm-hmm. which is he is a treasure hunter who finds <laughs> mysterious radioactive pool of protoplasm in a cave. <laughs> and apparently it's not even a permanent effect then. He has to keep returning to the pool to get his powers. Protoplasmic jelly. <laughs> and is he, where is he from? Like the 60s or? Uh, well, he's the, actually the second Clayface I can tell you now. Oh, the Matt Hagen? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the most popular. Clayface. The first Clayface appeared it all the way back in 1940. Did he have a stupid like? Did he find a magic lamp? I will look on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> I feel like all villains and heroes have the worst origin stories. The original Clayface, Basil Carlo, appeared in Detective Comics number 40. He is an actor who is driven mad when he hears of a remake of the classic horror film he had starred in, The Terror. Basil Carlo. Basil Carlo. I only seen that's supposed to be like Boris Karloff. It's pretty close. <laughs> pretty clever. <laughs> so he wears the mask of the film's villain, and the, that character is called Clayface, and goes on a murder spree. That's wow! Really, murder? Yeah. He kills off the cast and crew of the remake. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that in real life. Some actor. They're remaking my movie. I'm going to go <laughs> kill them all. Total Recall. Total Recall. I don't just (laughs) start shooting everybody. (laughs) Then they make a a documentary about that. Like, while it happens. Remember when I said I'd kill you last? Colin Farrell. (laughs) I lied. (laughs) Just guns him down. I could totally take Colin Farrell. No question. Even in his old age. Yeah. But what's cool about Clayface later is that he, he still needed more of that goop to kind of keep himself going. So in the cartoon, he started. There's this episode where he starts falling apart. Like he just can't keep his body together. He can't. He could turn into people too. Like if he if he concentrates really hard, just like turn into a person, even like make the clothes. Is he like, in his clay? 
Is he still like a man underneath the clay, or is he just pure he's clay? He's just pure he clay gets, He gets melted down, and he like... Squ- it doesn't make any sense, because... <laughs> Secret Life Alex Max style. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just uh, going I'm just going off the cartoon, because that's, that's really all I, I know. But I remember he's in his car, and they like open it, and they just start pouring it on him. It makes no sense. Like, and then his skin just starts turning into that. So he's no longer a man. Mm-hmm. He's pure clay. And, that, and that's the thing, at least on the animated series, is most of his plots are just him trying to regain his human form and, and then he died he did die he's only in three episodes he never come back from that well they brought the anime series back with different animation in the 2000s or late late 90s i think so they brought him back it didn't make any sense all right but i don't really like that as much they brought it over the died to the, the wb he died in the rain right he something was raining and they fell into some water but he was already pretty much like falling apart anyways Shell dissolved i felt so bad if I ever meet Ron Promo and be like, I really felt that. I really felt the connection when you were on screen as that guy made of clay. Be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Oh, if, yes, Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, Hellboy. <laughs> no, he, I, I imagine he's a guy who's good with his fans. And if, if, they, make, if they put Clayface in a movie, I'd like to see Ron Perlman come back. <laughs> he's the definitive Clayface. I remember Sean was really fighting for him to be the next villain after Batman Begins. You're like, dude, they should totally do Clayface. They don't need to do the Joker. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, at the end of the movie, instead of that scene where where Batman gets that that Joker card, he should have just found like a card to have like a chunk of clay on it. (laughs) That would have been Or like a little thing of Play-Doh. Yeah. (laughs) What the? (laughs) There's this new criminal coming. (laughs) You heard of him? The monster. He leaves a calling card behind. It's a little slip of paper with some Play-Doh on it. (laughs) <laughs> Clayface would be great. That's of the fantastic um, Batman villains. He, he'd be my favorite to see in a movie. Just because, how do you fight a man made of clay? <laughs> uh, I feel like sound was a thing that he couldn't take. Or no, it wasn't sound. It wasn't sound. I remember he, he took him into this room with a bunch of TVs of like of old of his old movies, and he kept looking over at different versions of himself. So he kept transforming to them, and he couldn't control it. So he can like lose control of his powers and it drives him mad and he just like melts. Falls nice. apart. How do you how do you lock that guy up? You put him in a Play-Doh thing. You put him in a little Play-Doh container. <laughs> you put him through one of those Play-Doh things. You squeeze it. You squeeze him, you make him into star. Spaghetti. <laughs> it's spaghetti. spaghetti you split up all the spaghetti. And then you have little kids eat him. You have little kids eat him. That's ex- that seems fair. That's how they put him to death. <laughs> First they torture him Play-Doh style. And then they give it to some hungry kids in Ethiopia or something. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> right. The juvenile hall kids. Well, I'm, tar- I'm talking... <laughs> for them, too. What do you mean? No, they gotta be... They, they gotta give be villain like ta- spaghetti to juvenile hall kids? No, they gotta be like toddlers. Like, 13-year-olds are not gonna be dumb enough to eat Play-Doh. <laughs> so they have to trick they the children into They do if they think they'll get high off of it. You see, you get high off lots of things these days. Just tell him. He's like made of weird radioactive clay. Protoplasm. Protoplasm. <laughs> you can probably get high off protoplasm. If you eat it, I guess. Like mushrooms. How about we leave him for now? Clayface is awesome, sure. Clayface is pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, Harley Quinn, then. Uh, a character created by the animated series. Little known fact. Uh, I'm going to say probably Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini. I feel yeah. like it's a Paul Dini thing. Yeah. Paul Dini's a writer on 
the uh, anime series and did a lot of Batman comics. I think he's probably the, one of the best Batman writers there's ever been. The origin story I know for Harley Quinn is she was a doctor, like a psychiatrist, yeah, working in uh, Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. and she was analyzing the Joker. Yeah. And he's so crazy, he turned her crazy and made her fall in love with him. I always thought that was a really dumb, like, origin, basically. <laughs> because when you saw her on the cartoon, and that's where she started, she always seemed so kind of just air, like an airhead, real dumb. Loopy. And like, there's, like, she was a doctor at some point. <laughs> like, I can't imagine that you drive someone so insane that they kind of just become stupid. Well, isn't her whole thing, like, she's... Like, just trying to get his approval, like, Basically. always, and he never really gives it to It's her. a really abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just watching this episode today, actually. I, yeah, I still watch the Batman anime series. It's a quality, quality animated program where she just got fed up with Joker, like, treating her like oh, shit. Oh, the one where she teams up with Poison Ivy? She's up with Poison Ivy. And they're, like, they're way more effective. And what's really weird about the episode is they take a feminist stance against all these male... Uh, characters and politicians in the episode and everything it's a real f- like feminist episode feminist super villains it's actually written pretty well it's a, and that's a paul dini episode and i think that's the best i've ever seen of that oh, they stopped by batgirl um well, let me see well i know at some point the joker gets involved i don't remember how it ended even though i just saw it today <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just on but uh it was pretty good i mean she is just a side villain, kind of like a henchman character, but she's really memorable, I've all of a sudden. She's pretty funny, so I thought she's definitely one to consider. I don't know. It's, I didn't put sidekicks on the heroes list. But it just in terms of female Batman villains, probably my favorite. The only competition being Poison Ivy and Talia al Ghul. Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> Yeah, but see, I don't. I can't. She's, she's just the most likable. It, it's always it's always a treat when you can like a villain and not just like despise. Like, God, I hate that piece of shit. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they are murderers. You know? Yeah, most of them. Clayface, at least. Oh yeah. Well, he's got he's got a lot of problems. Man, Clay. Problems. He's got hot clay problems. <laughs> they put him in that kiln, you know. <laughs> Make him into pottery. It's funny that? to think of all the ways you could they could torture him. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to see a Clayface comic where every issue he gets killed in some inventive way. Oh, every man. panel of every page, he like gets trapped in like an art docent's uh, <laughs> supplies, and they make like Mother's Day bowls. They, they put him on, uh, you know, the spinning things. He gets killed by Patrick Swayze. Oh, he gets ghosted. <laughs> he gets ghosted. He gets killed by Patrick Swayze's ghost. And that's good, because he actually is a ghost now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, let me edit that part. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I like Harley Quinn. And seeing that we have so few... Seems like we just, we could just pretty much leave yeah, all of right. the ones we at least like a little bit, and then narrow it down. We did pre-eliminate a lot of Batman villains because so. he has a lot of stupid ones, like most DC characters. Yeah, but he, he probably has a good strong ten. I'm at just, least I hope so. I'm gonna give a shout out to Calendar Man now while I can. Calendar Man, <laughs> he's Calendar Man. Can always count on Calendar Man. He kills people on holidays or something <laughs> yeah, like <that. laughs> or on days of the calendar. <laughs> 
Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> Every day, <laughs> 365 people a year. But in uh, Arkham City, why do they call him a Holiday Man? It's calendar. Is it is it holiday? It's Calendar Man, right? Calendar Man. Yeah, but why don't they call him <laughs> Calendar Man? It's like <sighs> I don't know. Calendar Man sounds better. Condiment King is another great Batman villain that I'm a huge fan of. He, uh, What's his favorite? He has two <laughs> squirt guns, uh, one with ketchup, one with mustard. Nice. That's how he fights. That's it. It's the entirety Are of they, like, poisonous? the Condiment King. Is Batman allergic or something? Nope. <laughs> he just Does, he really doesn't like mustard. Uh, no, Batman, had, Batman never has any problem stopping the Condiment King. <laughs> In, in, is he like a hot dog vendor by day? Yeah, I don't think so. A I disgruntled think. hot dog vendor? Uh, he's definitely disgruntled. Okay. That I can confirm. <laughs> On the subject of bad villains, I always, I always liked Egghead from the, the old TV show, Vincent Price. Egghead. I'm just looking at, I'm looking at pictures of him right now. He's holding an egg. He just made egg puns, and he's <laughs> kind of smart. That's exactly egg what I'm talking That's about. pretty much exactly. <laughs> Pretty terrible. We'll have a shell of a time. <laughs> he also had toy, the toy man. Nothing particularly Crack interesting about me him. Up. On the subject of some of those lame ones, uh, I think we're actually going to talk about a few lame ones pretty soon. Right, but let's talk about who will almost certainly be our number one, the Joker. I mean, come on, need we say any more? There's the Joker. I don't think so. All right, next. Because I mean, on on your on that top ten you originally did, he was number one, but that was even before the Dark Knight came out, and you got that great Heath Ledger performance. So now it's like he's he's untouchable. There's there's no one that even compares, really. Why do you think there's so much appeal, the Joker? Yes, appeal to the Joker. Yeah. Well, why do you think people like him? Because he's crazy. He'll do whatever it takes. He's trying to make everyone laugh. Yeah, I mean, I like how so many Batman's villains seem to have a goal. Like, I want to steal these rubies, you know, such and such. I want money. He's just kind of in it for the fun of it. Just pure evil. He's just pure evil. Well, I, I can't remember what Michael Caine said. And he's like, some oh, people just like to see the world burn. Yeah, something like that. Some <laughs> people just want to see the world burn. They don't want to see the world burn a little bit. That's why Michael Caine. Uh, <laughs> don't want to see the world burn. Get all hot and steaming, hey? I saw a man. <laughs> He was buying rubies by the side of the road, and then he was giving them away. <laughs> Something like that. That's, That's like how good. he starts the speech. You want to do your? Michael, how he ends it. You want to do your Michael Caine impression shot? We're all doing it. We're all doing it. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael Caine. I like Collins better. Okay. <laughs> and I like the mystery behind him too. I mean, they've they've discovered or I mean explored origins for him before. But I don't know if anyone can really agree on one. There's 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 a handful of different ones, and I I, I kind of like the idea of him being a mystery. We'll just have to personally. wait till uh, Batman Joker origin. <laughs> Batman <laughs> Joker or, origins. I think in uh what is it the Killing Joke? Uh, they they explore an origin story that the Joker remembers. Like he's like this is my life, right? Yeah, like this is what happened to me, right? <laughs> and then at the very end of that comic, he's like, ah, I'm not sure if that actually happened or not. <laughs> was that the one where he was a stand-up comedian? Yes. Yeah. He was, <laughs> so I, messed I like up. That. It's, he just a, gets heckled so much. Yeah. <laughs> the Killing Joke is really dark. That's the one where he uh, cripples Batgirl. He just shows up and shoots her in the back. Yeah. People are all about back injuries. I mean, could you imagine if 
Carrot Top became a super villain. <laughs> he could do it. He's, he's so buff, right buff he's now. So buff he's, now. He's got all those props. Yeah. He'll use his props on you. <laughs> Prop man. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good idea. Prop yeah. master. Hit so how do you guys... That. How do you guys uh, like the the Jack Nicholson portrayal? I mean, it's pretty silly, but it's still entertaining. I'm all right with it. I, like it. Mm-hmm. I think my bigger I mean, I, problem... I feel like... Because I, I just watched that movie for the first time the other night and... I felt like it was silly, but the whole movie is pretty silly. Yeah. So. I think my bigger twisted. problem is the fact that when he fell into the chemicals, it just made him have a weird, dumb, that dumb smile all the time. <laughs> it's not like it bleached his skin. He just has a dumb smile all the time. Mm. I thought that was incredibly stupid. It just looked, didn't look good. Because at, at first, before before I knew that he was painting himself, I was like, did it make him like look perfectly like the Joker? And then he took it off. Well, like in the Batman cartoon show, which followed a similar origin, he was a gangster and he just fell into some chemicals. I think they explored that in Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is an animated movie. Too scary? I, th- I, I feel like it bleached his skin and his hair and that and mm-hmm. everything. And I, I like that better. But then, I mean, what they did with Dark Knight, that just, I guess that just makes the most sense. I like them trying to ground him in reality like that. And uh, like he's just a really, really crazy. And we didn't. Person. And he was a mystery. We didn't know anything about him. So that's why that was such an interesting portrayal. Yeah, I don't, there's the I, Bane in Dark Knight Rises can't live up to Heath Ledger's Joker. No, and it's it'll be a bummer if they even try. Really. <laughs> yeah, the end of Dark Knight almost kind of just makes me uncomfortable thinking about how Batman just can't kill Joker because he just can't kill people. But Joker's just going to keep doing it anyways. You know. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how it's like gravity and something. They're just always... Do we know how they're going to do Joker in this one? They're not going to even mention Joker. Really? Out of respect to Heath Ledger. I th- yeah, I don't... So you think he would have been in, in Dark Knight Rises had Heath Ledger not died? Probably. Probably. I mean, he lives through the end it, of the movie. It looks like there's a big prison breakout scene in the movie, and I have to imagine if they're writing a big prison breakout scene, they would probably include the Joker in that. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if he'd lived, if they'd even done Bane at all, or if they'd just done Joker, and then, who knows? I Maybe think they could have got to it and told it. Everybody. They would have had to have done another villain. Yeah, I suppose. Well, they could have uh, just done, like, included Catwoman or something. I, I would have preferred if they'd held off on Two-Face and just did that for the third movie. I wish they'd done that, too, but... Hmm. He was there. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> so, that, so how is it disrespectful to even mention him? Um, I think it's not disrespectful. It's they respect him and his performance so much they wouldn't even think about bringing up someone else for that part. No, no, no. Oh, okay, I didn't mean like I thought. I meant just like bringing up the character. Oh well, you know, it's. I didn't. Mean what are you gonna say? Well, I, isn't he dead? I still thought it would have been cool if, because I've heard about they're doing this Arkham breakout thing in the new movie. If they'd had like his maybe his room or something at the Arkham Asylum or. Some still homage that, oh, he was here in this asylum. Like, mm. I feel like that kind of mention wouldn't be disrespectful, but I don't think they did, they're going I, to do I anything just, like that. I just think they don't want to remind people that he's dead. <laughs> yeah. It's real fucking life. He's, he's real good. Want an Oscar. I don't know that there's many other uh, Batman villains on here that can say that. Um, yeah. It's hard to imagine. <laughs> I just don't want maybe, to talk about any of the others. Maybe some have won Razzies for it. <laughs> I can imagine Halle Berry. Or she was Schwarzenegger, maybe. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Uh. 
Yeah, Joker. Yeah, Joker. It's basically Ace Ventura 3. <laughs> <laughs> Heading off in a wildly different direction. The next on our list is Killer Croc. This was, a, this was one of those ones I put on there just to pat out the list. <laughs> uh, Killer Croc. What's weird is I, I feel like he's a uh, he was a regular person just born with deformities that happened to make him look like a crocodile. But it was really weird because whenever I've seen him in the comics or in the cartoon show, he's got like green or, or gray skin. It's like I can't imagine a person like that is born unless his like father or mother, you know, got it on with a crocodile. <laughs> and then yeah, you never know. Have you ever seen Swamp People? Is that what they do? Yeah. Do they rape crocodiles? <laughs> to punt to, just to make sure they don't come back. They should have oh, just yeah, called it Aloe Rapers, like alligators. If I remember, he has just a weird medical condition that makes his skin weird. But somehow he can bite through metal bars, too, and he's really strong. Yeah. And at least in the uh, cartoon, he was also really dumb. That was, that, was, that was what I liked about him in the, uh, in the, in the animated series, is he's just the dumbest villain and all his all his episodes were like, I'm just gonna throw a rock at him. You know, he didn't have. There's no. He had no strategy. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that's a great scene. They're all playing cards together uh, in an episode. All the villains. Cartoon. All the villains. And everyone talks about their great plans. And then he gets to Killer Croc for his turn. And he says, "Once I almost beat Batman because I picked up a giant rock and threw it at him." And that was it. That was his story. Everyone tells these like stories about how I almost got him and his uh, the rock at him. That was a good one, Killer Croc. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like if they had put him in the movies, it would have just been really stupid. They probably would have cast some stupid wrestler. Yeah, well, it's perfect because he's a wrestler. Oh yeah, he did. He did wrestle. Um, The Rock as Killer Croc. <laughs> <laughs> do you smell what the Croc is cooking? <laughs> yeah, I I do. That could have been that, 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 that Batman with like where Hard Stared was gonna be Scarecrow. That like oh, that that uh, what was it? That they almost made what was that called? It was like I just looked this up. Like <laughs> Batman, like Ultimate or Ultimatum? Uh, no, <laughs> that was my guess. Unlimited. Yeah, unlimited. Bat- there you go, that Batman Unlimited with Howard Stern. It could have <laughs> the Rock. Hmm, that's pretty good. Yeah. Or Clayface? Well, <laughs> thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> Howard Stern is Scarecrow. That would have been interesting. Uh, I will say I like Killer Croc more than Man Bat. Just because he's funnier. Yeah, he has a personality. He did make the list on your original one. Right, but that was a fuck you to Riddler. <laughs> that was mainly what that it was. That was mainly the point of putting him on the list. <laughs> Okay, but let's move on to another slightly underwhelming. I believe I when I wrote that uh, I ended with anyway. This picture I used is really big, and I have to keep writing. And finally, now I think I've wasted enough space. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the last real real professional. The last sentence is finally. I think I've wasted enough space. (laughs) (laughs) See, when I start a sentence with finally, like oh yes, he's going to sum up his argument, but no space waste. Speaking of waste of space, how about the Mad Hatter, right? <laughs> so the Mad Hatter was, uh, if I recall, was a scientist named Jervis Tetch, who had an obsession with Alice in Wonderland for some reason. Can you say that name again? Jervis Tetch. <laughs> so, almost Jarvis, and then Tetch. I don't know w- w- why they went with that name. Most most Batman uh, villains seem to have really bizarre real names. What do you mean? I know plenty of Oswald Cobblepots. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
basically the Mad Hatter's thing is at some point he got really mad at the people he's working with. So then he created these uh, cards that he can put in, you know, on people's heads and it, so he can control their minds. Because I guess that's kind of, you know, in the old, the old Alice in Wonderland story, Mad Hatter, his whole thing is that his hat is dipped in mercury. So it's like it, it makes him crazy. So he puts stuff on people's hats or... But most people don't wear a hat, so I don't know how that's... It's not really very practical. It, they'd always have to have, like, a band around their head, and then he'd, put, he'd well, slip something in. Back in, like, the 50s, everyone was wearing hats. Everyone's wearing hats. All the... Everyone's fast-talking. Hey, what are you doing there, see? <laughs> and they put in his hat. Hey, do people really hat. talk like that? Everyone? <laughs> I didn't know. For, uh, the, they did on the radio. <laughs> Those are professional talkers. Professional. Professional entertainers. Because no one talks like that anymore. Yeah, it sucks. Everyone's just like lol. <laughs> Though he was, he was one of those villains that they they did. I thought they did a pretty good job on the animated series. Roddy McDowell played him, and he was he was just always trying to charm this one chick named Alice, and of course, mm-hmm. trying to win her over. And he he's just this kind of underdog guy, real shy, and so this is how he tries to win his way into her heart is. By making slaves. Or killing Batman, maybe? Killing Batman a little bit. Probably controlling him a little bit. Ladies love it when you kill celebrities. He was always messing with Batman's mind. He's one of those kind of guys, like Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Who is, he's basically a lesser Scarecrow. Yep. And then he's just trying to mess with Batman's mind. Uh-huh. I guess, I don't even know why they, they, they invented the character. I guess they just thought it was kind of a funny thing to let's draw. do a scarecrow pot uh, we did one pretty recently mm-hmm. this guy of the hat <laughs> Alice in Wonderland there's a lot of trippy shit in there mm, yeah and they're not gonna go with that caterpillar <laughs> the caterpillar <laughs> caterpillar <laughs> he's got his pipe someday his I will be pipe. a butterfly someday I will be a butterfly Batman <laughs> was he Indian <laughs> that, was a, that was an Indian sounded pretty nice super fancy sounds like someday I will be a butterfly, Batman. I will spread my wings and fly. <laughs> You'll turn into that villain from Venture Brothers. <laughs> um, who else could they could they have gone with? They could have gone with the Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I suppose. No. Except maybe violent rapists. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Could, well, they could have gone with Alice. What? what? <laughs> but Matt Hatter's pretty stupid. So goodbye, Matt Hatter. Hello, Man Bat. So Man Bat, if I recall, his name is oh, Kirk Langstrom. Wayne Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. What it should have been. No. So Man Bat was this scientist who. Let me see. I think he was going deaf or something. He was trying to create this serum so people could have sonar, which I don't understand why anyone would ever need that. So why isn't he a dolphin man? <laughs> <laughs> that would <been> sweet. <laughs> oh, just like that George C. Scott movie with the killer, where the dolphin tries to kill the president. <laughs> you know what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> Here, hold on a minute. I gotta stop that dolphin that from killing the You guys the ever president? hear about that study? Uh, they did, uh, if they could teach dolphins to understand English. And the way they did it was they filled a house partly with water and they made a woman and a dolphin live together in the house. And they had to end the experiment early for the woman's safety because the dolphin just kept trying to have sex with her all the time. 
I knew that story was going to be about rape. <laughs> Enough about dolphin rape. Back to Did, was she like in the water with? <laughs> well, yeah. It was, I don't think it was that deep. I think she could just live in it. Sounds like a good uh, sitcom. <laughs> oh, but but one one last thing about dolphins. The tagline for that movie, "Day of the Dolphin," with George C. Scott, is unwittingly he trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> On a my, God, Google, my Google Plus that profile, that's like my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> but so Man Bat took this serum to try to get sonar powers, and for some reason turned into a giant bat, which also takes away his intelligence. Which also takes away his intelligence for some reason. <laughs> It's basically, he's basically just like the wolf man, except he turns into a bat. Really, the only thing cool about him is that he looks cool. Yeah. There's nothing interesting about his his personal struggles or anything. Or as a, when he's a bat, he just doesn't think. He just attacks stuff. He doesn't really have any goals or anything. He just looks cool. I think he's a he's an early '70s one, so he's he kind of just seems like a knockoff of uh, the lizard from Spider-Man in that he had some sort of defect. And then trying to cure him of you know to cure himself of that becomes some sort of monster. That's also interesting that on his Wikipedia page, his abilities include echolocation and enhanced sight. Enhanced sight. Why? What? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. He be blind. He has the sight of a bat. <laughs> uh, would you like to see Man Bat in a movie? No. You, you sure? Not the next movie, at least. Not even if he's played by Hugh Jackman. Hmm. Well, I guess if they got that far, I'd be intrigued to see the result. The Jack is the bat that almost rhymes. <laughs> they, 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 they could come up with some sort of tagline. He needs work. Hugh Jackman? He's doing Maybe. great. He needs um, work all the time. He's got Les Mis coming up. All right. Anne Hathaway, also Catwoman. Yeah. And Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, a man that is ice cold. Just I like see Mr. what Freeze. you're doing. Just like Mr. Freeze. I'm Mr. Freeze. Taking a page out of the book of Sean. Now, what's his real name? It's Victor Freeze? Yes. But it's spelled differently. F-R-I-E-S, if I remember correctly. That is so bad. That Victor is so Freeze. stupid. But, you know, that's one of those things where that's just, that was his origin. You got to stick with it. You can't just change what happened. Well, but they did, didn't they? Well, they did, I guess, but they didn't change his name. No, that name sticks. Basically, because back in the day, he was just a guy that wore some ice suit and froze people and probably did dumb ice puns. God, look at those abs. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're looking at... What are you looking at? <laughs> the Wikipedia page of Mr. Freeze to make okay, sure yeah. I spelled freeze right. He's got like... He's just wearing like like football pads, so you can see his his six pack, and God, they're rock solid, ice solid, I guess. But he, that's interesting because he was always so lame in the sixties. They always they always had old fat dudes play him and stuff like that. Like uh, who who played him? I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna look that up actually. Who played Mister Freeze on the old George Sanders? They had, they had three different people, I think. Otto Preminger. Otto Preminger. And Eli Wallach <laughs> all played Mr. Freeze back on the old TV show. I just found a like a cover of a really early Mr. Freeze comic book, and he looks super lame. He basically just like looks like Lex Luthor. Yeah, in a space. His costume is like yellow back then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yellow and red underpants. It looks terrible, <laughs> but he's well, got like a sweet tank on the back of him. Yeah, that's where he keeps his 
Cold water. Ice juice. <laughs> Ice juice. <laughs> Antifreeze. Antifreeze. But fortunately, Mr. Freeze was totally transformed. I, I think this is another one by the animated series, um, wasn't it? I think it? so, yeah. Uh, into a, a really tragic figure. He's the scientist uh, who is searching for the cure for his wife's disease, whatever that is. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think it's it, he's become so obsessed that he... Uh, gets into debt or runs out of his budget or something and so he's like arguing with these people and they're like we're shutting you down Victor and he's like no you can't do it I have to save my wife and they're like fuck you and they push him into this vat of ice juice <laughs> it's all about the ice uh, juice <laughs> uh, which, which makes it so he can only live in extremely cold temperatures and uh, so he has to live in this uh, kind of like a scuba suit that he designed for himself that keeps his body at a super low temperature. And once he got that technology, he can you know make freeze rays and stuff. And uh, without any financial backing anymore, he has to uh, resort to crime to try to finally save his wife. And, uh, and that's all he wants. Yeah, I always found that interesting that basically most of his schemes revolved around just him trying to save like his wife and trying to bring mm -hmm. that back and everything. I mean, sometimes he'd freeze the city or something, but that was just because he's pissed off. And do they, I, could, they, I could understand do they if I was any of that in the movie, <laughs> in the yeah. Batman and Robin movie. Yeah. Yeah. They did the wife thing. They did the wife thing. They went that far. But he was a lot. I don't. I don't remember because he's a lot more cartoony. He went crazy. <laughs> he like went all crazy. Batman villains, he just go crazy. Well, in the movies. I like this picture on the Wikipedia of Arnold in the costume, and it's the file name is ourgovernor.jp. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. <sighs> some of the worst writing in that movie yeah. for him. Mr. Freeze is a great villain that, for me, was partially ruined by Arnold Schwarzenegger's performance as him. <laughs> because it became so iconic because it's so full of lame, <laughs> cool puns. Cool. Yeah. Tonight, Al Freeze is over. It's just... God, it's so bad. What were they thinking? Well, we, he was popular back then, sort of, I guess. Like, well, even... We've got Arnold Schwarzenegger. What part could we give him? How about the scientist? <laughs> <laughs> he was a scientist in junior. The sickly man who has to keep himself alive with his special suit. He looks so weird in that movie. He has, like... He's all glowy. I like how his hedge were hockey players. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and of course he keeps the special pills that cure Alfred's heart disease in his <laughs> wrist pocket you want to explain that scene to me okay. <laughs> the end of the movie Batman beats up Mr. Freeze foils his evil plot and then Batman you know as George Clooney is like listen to me Mr. Freeze I need your help <laughs> there's a man who's sick you must help me and then this is out of nowhere. Mr. Freeze is like, okay. And he pops open this thing on, uh, on his on his wrist and there's these pills in here and he just gets it out and hands it to Batman. He says, take two of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> and that's it. Alfred's saved. <laughs> he just had those pills. He just had those pills in his villain suit. <laughs> that's a good George Clooney. <laughs> it's getting better, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Sean was working on that George Clooney. Working in his spare time. I've been working on that for a while. I feel like he whips time. it out every once You can put that on your resume. I like whipping it out because Colin's like, no, that doesn't sound anything it's like George Clooney. It's pretty bad. But 
I like it just because no one ever tries to do a George Clooney impression. She's like a normal guy. Man. Yeah, she's a really normal, laid back kind of guy. He's just... <laughs> he doesn't. But yeah, terrible in ending to a terrible Once movie. I figure out George Clooney, everyone will do the same George Clooney impression I do. Yeah, Once I've I got know. it cracked, people are like, "Yep, that's it." But um, do you think do you think it's ever possible that they'd ever do Mister Freeze ever again if they if they went off this Justice League direction or something? I think they could. I I Mister Freeze wouldn't be a bad villain to do if you're gonna start over with Batman. I think that would be an interesting, worthy opponent for. God, they're just going to do an origin story again, aren't they? That's what happens after this, isn't it? Probably, but they'll Ugh. take it and they'll like put Robin in it or something, or he'll be young. He'll be a younger Batman or something. He'll like be a skateboarder and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really bums me out. He'll be like Batman, but with like Richie Rich. <laughs> so have like a McDonald's in his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could tie the movie in with McDonald's. Yeah. Bat Burger. <laughs> That'd be good because the Marvel movies usually have Burger King product placement. Oh, yeah, the McDonald's yeah. will get in on that. <laughs> what would be in the Bat Burger? <laughs> bat meat? <laughs> no, you you drink bat milk with whatever the Bat Burger. Would bat be. like is that is that like you milk a bat? Yeah, bat milk is a real thing. Is it? Oh, really? <laughs> Truly disgusting. And gonna start I don't think humans it consume it. They're gonna start selling it at McDonald's. <laughs> bat milk. <laughs> You get order kids to be able to say, would you like cow milk or bat milk? <laughs> Is bat milk like chocolatey? I can't they might have to make it chocolatey. I can't even imagine what flavor bat milk would have. As for the burger, I just imagine it being just cold raw meat. Bloody. <laughs> just bloody raw meat. Eat it. Bat milk, eat it. Good name, kids. Get out of here. Who is that? Is that a guy? It's George Clooney. Is that a McDonald's manager? Yeah. He yeah. invented the uh, the Bat Burger. I guess that's Ronald McDonald. I invented it in my basement. Get him, Just killing kids. people and making them into burgers. Yeah. How about uh, we keep going and talk about the penguin? Oswald Cobblepot, as previously mentioned. That is his real name. No, old comics. He was just a guy who he looked like a penguin. He wore a tuxedo. He had a, the dumb nose. Before Mister Popper's penguins ruined that for everyone. <laughs> and then ruined penguins. No, ruined being able to be like, oh look, that guy's wearing a suit. He's like a penguin. Uh, okay. Tuxedo. Well, he was supposed to look like a penguin. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> and then in the nineties, they kind of took him in a different direction when Tim Burton decided, oh, I, I'm going to do something with the penguin that no one's ever seen. I'm going to make him a freak who was abandoned as a child and throws up on people and bites off their noses. I've abandoned my child! <laughs> and what was so messed up about that movie Danny DeVito has the penguin <laughs> is that he like runs for mayor. Yeah, he does. He's why like not? throwing up. I, I, I know there is some scenes where he's got these stains and stuff dripping out of his mouth because he eats raw fish. And he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. Hey, I'm running for me. Hey, it worked for George H.W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Throw it up, threw on, up the, on people. The Japanese prime minister. He was already president when he did that. That's true. <laughs> I just, to me, the most memorable part of that movie is when he's talking to some reporter or some guy and he like bites his nose. And it's all this blood. Oh, God. Like, that's the mayor I want. He's got, like, I'll... webbed feet and... Like his hands. He's only got two fingers, he's, like flipper yeah. hands. He's got like flipper hands with thumbs. Oh yeah, so he's got the three flipper hands, and he's got all these poor, these little like penguins that are his helpers. 
He basically is Mr. Popper. <laughs> but he's... No, no, no. He is Mr. Popper, but he throws up and bites people's noses off. He's Mr. Popper. He was an abomination. Huh? Does he throw up a lot? <laughs> probably, I don't even know if he does it once. I just feel like he did. I at least remember him vomiting the entire movie. I remember him down in his sewer lair, and he had he was wearing these like long johns, and they're all stained. Just kind of sounds yeah. like Frank from uh, It's Always Basically, <laughs> and I feel I, I feel like uh, he was fatter. I mean, maybe Danny DeVito was that's just what he looked like, but I feel like he was fatter than usual. I, like, I look like it looks like Danny DeVito's in a fat in suit. a fat suit, which is funny. It's funny when fat actors wear fat suits. Yeah. And then when they did the animated series, they kind of carried over the um, the gross look a little bit because they had to. Warner Brothers was like, you got to make them look like in the movie because the animated series came out not long after the movie, The Batman Returns, came out. Mm-hmm. But what, what, was, what was great that Bruce Timm, you know, who was the, the showrunner, did is they wrote him more like the old Penguin. Even though he looked all gross, he was really classy. He was voiced by uh, Paul Williams, the, the singer. Nice. Rainbow Connection. <laughs> he acts occasionally. And he was real... He's real classy in the way he spoke and everything. And that's the penguin that I like. The one I remember is the Burgess Meredith 1960s penguin. <laughs> yeah. <lots laughs> of... Get him. Get him. <laughs> Which even that was probably better than the Danny DeVito one. Danny DeVito was just too extreme. It is, yes. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's really he's pretty creepy. I, I feel guess. like he's got drool running down but, his face the whole time. At least the the classic penguin, he's he's a guy who's heavily involved in organized crime. This monster penguin, you can't imagine him being a threat to Batman, right? Not really. He's got he's got an umbrella that dispenses gas. <laughs> That's it. This is Burgess Meredith too? had that too. Yeah, he has like a bunch of different ones that do different things. I'm all about. That. In the comics, he always had one that was like a helicopter too. Like mm-hmm. that's important. I can't imagine it was. It's a, like a fat man could ride a. Helicopter that flies. We'd have to go, umbrella. you know, supersonic speeds, but. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some giggling over there. Is there something funny you're finding in your penguin There's just like this journey? picture. I, I just Googled Danny DeVito penguin, and there's a picture of him as a penguin. And it's like right next to this, like, just this regular woman that's pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, looks uh, like him. So mean. God, there's nothing worse than me saying, you look like the penguin from Batman Returns. <laughs> Doesn't get much more uglier than that. It's, I feel like it's kind of a shame that they didn't include him in the Christopher Nolan movies because I feel like he could have fit in there. I know Christopher Nolan does not like him. I think mm-hmm. he's too fixated on the, the gross, weird penguin. Yeah. I don't, there are characters that are you know part of the crime families. Like the crime families they depict in those movies are from the comics. So I don't, I don't really have any beef with them. Yeah. Not, not going, you know, in Dark Knight... When they go with the Joker, it would have been weird if also they had this dude at the table going. Nah, 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 nah. Well, you gotta, they, you know, just make him a guy in a suit, kind of fat. Just get Bob Hoskins or something, just sitting around. He's got like this cigar. It'd be cool. Maybe he's got like all sorts of ice sculptures in his. He's got like a club. I feel like there were lots of rumors about Philip Seymour Hoffman playing him. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> That's why he's been putting on the weight. That would have been cool, I guess. He's putting odd weight by the penguin. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not fat enough. I've never heard about a fat actor putting on more fat. (laughs) (laughs) I need more. No, I'm saying all along, it's been part of his method. Uh, He's just been trying to play the penguin for years. He doesn't give a shit about his Oscar. No. He's trying to get the Oscar as the penguin. (laughs) That would be an achievement. That would be a year to remember. Maybe he'll get his chance in some sort of Batman reboot or Justice League movie. (sighs) (laughs) So, so, 
standards are too high that he would have only done it for the Christopher Nolan movies. Dude, whatever. What if Clint Eastwood directs the next <laughs> Batman movie? <laughs> Is Clint Eastwood Batman? No, no. Hey, pansies. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He cast someone as Batman, and then after like a week of filming, he's so disappointed with the performance. I'm gonna run you down in my Chrysler. He'd, he'd use a gun though. <laughs> Kills people all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and his pants are up really, really high. Yeah. He's got his belt like up on his waist. Why didn't they think of that? You gotta have your belt closer to your <laughs> utility belt. It's got just it's got his medication beef jerky. It's a penguin list. List penguin. I think I, so. Yeah, I like penguin. penguin. It's pretty iconic, I guess. I'm all about Danny DeVito penguin. <laughs> Even though I've never seen the movie. <laughs> oh really? I was planning on watching them all this week, but I only watched the first. It's one. it's watchable. Christopher Walken is in it as a bad guy too. Max Shrek. Yeah, his he, name. He's got bright white hair. <laughs> Worth checking out. It's interesting. Poison Ivy, a plant themed woman. No, what was her name? Pamela. Oh my hair, Sean. Flowers. It's not. It's not that. <laughs> dead on. Eyes. Uh, Pamela Isley. Isley kind of sounds. Yeah, that's Isley. Isley. Uh, Ivy. She, what's interesting about Poison Ivy is that, um, at least I think so, is that she's kind of like a hippie in a way, and that she's really passionate about plants, like in love with plants. So much so that it makes her become a supervillain, you know? Like, oh, i got to protect these redwoods, so I'm going to kill all these construction workers with giant Venus flytraps and stuff like that. And then, of course, she uses her sex appeal uh, yeah. to, you know, seduce people. But she's, she's smarter than that. She's, she's, not like, she's not just a whore or something. She's using her wit to no. sex. She's a, she's just a whore. <laughs> Can we Total talk sweat. about the fake lips? Is that lips? what you would have called her? You would have called her Can plant whore? Can we talk whore? about the fake lips? Yeah, let's, let's talk about Batman and Robin again. Uma <laughs> Well, Sean, like Sean what, what do you remember about what I remember about Poison Ivy? I like how we always get Sean to just—he's <laughs> <laughs> seen it so many times. He says it's the Batman movie he's watched the most, probably. Yeah. So, what I remember is she would. She was so seductive. She would. She had a poisonous kiss, and that's how she would get people. She would seduce them and kiss them, and then they'd like die or become her slave or something. And Batman and Robin were going to stop her, and they knew about this. And their plan was there wasn't just uh, don't kiss her. They knew. God, she's. What did what did George Clooney say? She's their plan. He's like, listen, this is, <laughs> she's so hot. I just can't resist looking at her. I gotta put my mouth on her mouth. And so the the plan they devised <laughs> was put plastic lips on and then kiss her. And then she's like, gotcha, bitches. <laughs> And then Batman's like, uh-uh, and he peels the plastic lips off. Since I've never seen this movie, I imagine that that the plastic lips are like those... <laughs> the wax lips. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're transparent. Yeah, and yeah. Just like, it's like a mouth condom. Basic. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. Oh, yeah. Mouth condom. Gotcha. What gotcha. if he'd gotten spit in his mouth? <laughs> well, yeah. But I guess Batman does not French. He's just a lip man. He's just a lit man. It's just like, what if she kissed his chin? Game over. <laughs> I just don't understand. He could have just worn a mask or something over his face. Yeah, there's but lots no. of things he could have done. This is <laughs> what he like, chose nope, I'm going to do. for it. I'm, I spent money on these lips. 
<laughs> now, Batman and Robin does have a lot of tension between Batman and Robin. You know, there's a, there's a Robin's kind of striking out on his own, trying to be his own superhero, mm-hmm. and Batman's trying to assert his dominance. But yeah, there's some and, depth there. And so uh, that kissing scene, you know, they're both like, "Oh yeah, see, she's waiting to me." And then Robin's like, "No, no, no, she, I'm the one she likes." <laughs> and she's like, "I like you both. I'm gonna kiss you both." Uh, Uma Thurman, this is by the way, one of our premier actresses at the time. <sighs> That's really sad, actually. Poison Ivy did kind of just turn into a temptress, didn't she? As yeah. time went on, she started out as this cool feminist eco terrorist character, and then just seeing like how naked you can get her, yeah, because <laughs> she just needs to be wearing plants. Basically, just has like, she can just rock the Adam and Eve look, you know, the Eve mm-hmm. the leaves. Uh, in the video game, she's wearing. She's like a plant lady, so it's it's kind of weird that she wears clothes, but she's just wearing like like an open teddy and panties. <laughs> oh. It's just pretty. But you can't you can't get with that. You'll get the worst kind of STD. Dead STD. <laughs> <laughs> Dead STD. Yeah, that almost works. <laughs> but I mean. Like the one from the cartoon show and from the comics, earlier comics. I like that one, the eco-terrorist, uh, that that villain. So I, I like Poison Ivy. Pretty- yeah. I think she kind of stepped in as the the main woman villain mm-hmm. in Batman when Catwoman becomes ambiguous. I always like seeing her giant plant monster <laughs> things, like little oh. shop of horrors. Feed me! Those kind of things. Wasn't Venus sure where that sentence so was going when you started it. <laughs> I always like cedar giant <laughs> yeah. tits. Yes. Yeah. That's that, what I like. Then we all high five. Yeah. Fuck rate. yeah. That sound bites out there, Kong. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's what people are. That will be like, you're crazy. God damn it. <laughs> giant tits. I don't have you on your crazy. I'm just going, yeah. Fuck yeah. Get your hands the, in the ro- air. You got like the Rocky statue. <laughs> Is it me just standing on a like a giant sculpted pair of tits there <laughs> going upwards? Yes, yes. Uh, There'll be a button you press it and it says that. It says you're tacky. We got it recorded now. Yeah. Really tacky <laughs> tombstone you have. Well, whatever. I'll be. You will remember that guy? I'll be dead. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just trying to save up to have a really sweet memorial for myself like that. <laughs> This guy's a badass. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, this guy. This guy. I'm talking about this guy. Like that will be the the, the grave that frap guys like to drink near. Yeah, there'll be just a mountain of <laughs> beer cans, of beer cans, and uh, condom lips. Yeah. John, how does Poison Ivy compare to Swamp Thing? Uh. Well, Swamp Thing was like. I don't know, because it's tough, because Poison, they've, they've, they've done versions of Poison Ivy where she can control nature. Like, that was the one thing Swamp Thing could do, sort of. Well, but Swamp Thing could also do the thing where he, like, falls apart and then wakes up in a different swamp somewhere else on the world. Yeah, that part's probably cooler. Yeah. When you mean, like, who's a better character, or who's cooler? <laughs> who's cooler? Well, I like Swamp Thing. Yeah, because he's a boy. He doesn't have rocking tits. Uh... <laughs> How about we uh, leave her for now? Or yeah, <laughs> I feel like we've been talking really dismissively about Poison Ivy. 
Yeah, it's hot though. Leave her on there. Gotta appeal to the frat boy crowd, Shad. Yeah, they're gonna be listening to this and go, yeah, oh, fuck yeah. We don't get that that demographic enough on our on our podcast. Yeah, that's what they love. They love comic book characters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The debate for me is is it Ra's al Ghul or Raish al Ghul? I've heard both. I don't know. It's Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins, isn't it? Yeah, and it's Raish al Ghul in the cartoon show. <laughs> it's, it looks like Ra's. I always say Ra's. So his deal is he, he says a, a mortal or young somehow. Lazarus Pit. The Lazarus Pit. The Lazarus Pit. Pit. Do you remember how the Lazarus Pit works? You dip yourself in it and you come back a mortal for a little bit. I don't know how often he has to what go the there. What does that mean? <laughs> a well, little bit. He like he like a rejuvenation. Yeah, he still ages back up to hella old man. But it makes he, him like strong and stuff. He has to go back in. Ooh, Raz Al Ghul means demon head in Arabic. <laughs> that is badass. I'm just reading about the Lazarus pit. It's pretty sweet. Uh, and what's cool about Raz Al Ghul is most of the time he's just this hella old man, barely clinging to life. Uh, but he's also in charge of the League of Shadows, a assassin squad. That you know, Batman's not about that because they're out killing people, and that's not what Batman does. But they kind of have a similar objective to him, and Batman, you know, would fit in really well as maybe even the leader of the League of Shadows if only he didn't have his code. And things get even more complicated when he falls in love with Raz Al Ghul's daughter, Talia Al Ghul. Who goes on in the comics to even father Batman's heir, Damian Wayne? She fathers his heir. <laughs> <laughs> was this something he knew about? Was this something he was this something he Magic. knew about, or is this like an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing? Like he didn't. Well, I guess no. I guess he did know. But did <laughs> did, did, did Batman know about his son? Or yeah, he knows. He knows. <laughs> he's Damian Wayne was Robin. I think he's Red Robin now. <laughs> Because there's a different Robin. <laughs> Red, yeah, I've, I've heard that. Red Burger. They, what? <laughs> Why do they just name Fat Burger? You superhero named Fat Burger. <laughs> what is it? Power? He produces bad milk. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck you! Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> but I was like Razzle Ghost. I thought it was cool. He's like 600 years old. Hello, old. Yet he still gets back in that sweet fiery pit and comes out and he starts beating the shit out of Batman when he needs to. Well, he's he not really to. that kind of villain. Yeah, he <laughs> he doesn't just get like, yeah, I'm gonna start fucking fighting everybody. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> no, he's he's a lot he's, smarter than that. He's cool because he has hella respect for Batman. He he always calls him detective. Just like, well done, detective. <laughs> and uh, he's 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 not really interested in killing Batman or didn't he like train Batman? In Batman Begins, Indeed, but that's not real. Well, that's not the comics I read. the 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 Batman comic origin story I'm most familiar with is called "The Man Who Falls." It was from a DC book they put out called "Secret Origins," which had origin stories for a bunch of the Justice League characters. And it, and in "The Man Who Falls," uh, kind of like Batman Begins, Bruce Wayne, you know, his parents are killed. He travels the world learning from a bunch of different people, but none of them are Ra's al Ghul. Ducard is one of them, though. He's a sniper. Assassin guy. Mm. Uh, yeah, he, I, I like him. I've never really known much about him, really. I mean, from the cartoon. 
was one of you know mm-hmm. but i don't know anything about his comics like that's all new to me but it sounds pretty cool it sounds like they put a lot of effort into him they didn't just like hash something out yeah he's a complicated character he's a full-grown adult many times over he's got sweet hairstyle he's got the white kind of sideburns the silver streak the silver streaks but the black hair i did they incorporate a kind of pattern in his hair liam neeson hmm. did he have something going on there i don't remember probably but it's subtle it was very subtle liam neeson's not gonna give himself a stupid haircut i guess he, he his his beard was similar i guess is mm-hmm. what i'm remembering because Razal ghoul had this weird thing where he has like the, the 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 sides of the mustache but not the middle part of the mustache Yes, and Liam Neeson's the the side of his beard kind of went out like or, that. They call that did. the inverted Hitler. The inverted Hitler. Does that mean you're like really good if you have that? Like you're really great. So guy? if he was a snowboarder, be the goofy Hitler. <laughs> no, I'm not Sean. What? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know about that. Sean. Stop trying to relate to the hip skater boys. <laughs> I'm trying. All right, uh, let's uh, move on. You don't like Roz anymore, Nancy. Trying to get respect, just like the Riddler's trying to get respect from Sean. No, he's not going to get it. <laughs> now, Sean, uh, why, why, you've gone on record saying that you're not a fan of the Riddler. Right, because the Riddler's whole stick, if you're not familiar with the character, is I'm going to make Batman aware of the, a riddle, and he will solve it, and then he'll beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of what I like about the Riddler. Is he's not one of these guys that just goes out and murders people. He's more obsessed with his own ego and trying to make these like these uh these brain teasers and these challenges, these mazes and all sorts of stuff that people have to solve. He's always trying to show off his intellect. Mm-hmm. And that's that ties really well into the early Batman character who is, you know, the world's greatest detective and that's kind of his defining characteristic is his ability to solve crimes. But I feel like as Batman has evolved into this really dark, you know, possibly insane man who uh, is a vigilante, the Riddler stuff just makes less and less sense. Well, they've sense. changed him a little bit. I, I I like that they've kind of made him more of like a terrorist in some aspects, putting all these all sorts of uh, different traps and mazes and whatnot around the city. I think that's that's interesting that he's just trying to show off, like, hey, look at what I can do, blah, blah, blah. I'm super genius. He's an egomaniac. I just think of, you know... The 1960s Batman movie, Riddler, shoots rockets into the sky that write riddles, you know, like <laughs> sky write riddles. And one of them is, what weighs three ounces sits in a tree and is lethal? And the answer was a sparrow with a machine gun. <laughs> Just really dumb. But do you remember him on the cartoon? He's pretty cool on the cartoon show. Edward E. Nigma. Yeah, and he'd, he'd put... Batman into I remember one time he put him into a labyrinth this giant death maze another time he put him into like a video game or something he made yeah you, you because like, most you like of that video games well cause, cause the thing about the Riddler is he, it's, he's got one shot it's like I can either fool Batman and he'll die or he'll figure this out and beat the shit out of me and he doesn't seem to pose a threat to anyone well his traps can kill people they can maybe well no one else has killed Batman yeah but they've killed other people. Look at look at Joker. He's killed a robber. Riddler's not interested in in killing people. He's just he's a malignant narcissist. He's just obsessed with his, his himself. Yeah, he's obsessed with being a celebrity almost in a way. Sure. I, I think he's a really unique villain. I mean, he's not a great villain, but he's different, and that's why I like him. 
I'm not worried about him. I could take him. <laughs> well, I don't think that's the case. You couldn't take one of his riddles, though. I don't know, play a lot of video games. Pretty good at problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> what if you put up like the ultimate minesweeper challenge? Well, minesweeper is par- partially luck, but I, I could give him a good go. He'd probably be like, all right. Very good. <laughs> Very good. You might live. And, and of course, <laughs> the capper is the terrible, bizarre Jim Carrey Riddler performance. I mean, come on. You can't defend that, right? Right? No, I can't defend that. That's pretty bad. It's like I was saying, it's Ace Ventura 3, basically. He's basically just big of the stupid, funny faces. He's probably talk, doing something to talk with his butt. Riddle me this, Batman! You know, I, it's been a while. I can't recall if he does that, but... It's sad that I can't rule that out, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably doing it, like, on the set. He was trying to get it into the movie, but they wouldn't let him. But there's all sorts of... They, they like, they filmed it and told him it was yeah. going to be in the movie. Don't worry, It'll, we'll put it in. <laughs> but I stand by that he was, he was pretty good on the cartoon show. John Glover was uh, doing him. Oh, yeah? John Glover... He's Lex Luthor's dad on Smallville. If you've ever seen that. I've never seen Lex Luthor's dad. <laughs> well, he's good. Cousin of mine was on Smallville as an extra. As who? An extra. Like in what? In what it's like a, a student at the school. Really? Smallville High, I presume it's called. Did he get to meet Tom Welling? Uh, I know he, he spent a lot of time with uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Right? That's his name? Like yeah, Luthor? yeah. Yeah. Also the voice of Flash in Justice League. It's all connected, baby. It's all connected. Apparently. Well, would you at least consider having Riddler on the lower end of the list? I'll, yes. I'll consider that. He isn't for, he's one of Batman's most iconic enemies. Although, I just don't believe he belongs in the modern Batman context. Yeah. But the Scarecrow does. Scarecrow fits right in. He's all about freaking people out. And Batman movies, if they weren't awesome action movies, they'd probably count as horror films. I mean, they're practically there. You saw the Batman 1989 movie. That's pretty messed up, right? What? Are you even listening? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Batman... The, the 1989 Batman movie. Oh, yeah, I just watched Is it. it. What's going on? It's, it's, it's okay now. Go okay. Go. Keep going. Are you sure? <laughs> what? Nothing. Let's stop talking about it and keep going. You're right. saying, um, I don't know what I'm saying. Sean, oh, yeah, Sean like, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> the Batman movies are, have lots of horror elements. They could almost be horror movies. Oh, That's yeah. all I was saying. But yeah, but I thought you were talking about Scarecrow. In the, but I was like, he's not in that movie. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I mean, I didn't think the original Batman was that scary. But I was kind of disappointed that he had a smaller role in Batman Begins. And not more at the forefront. And then he's basically just Killian Murphy putting a sack on his head. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it, it's realistic. I'll buy it. Yeah, like, well, they're yeah. trying to make it real. And I like that. I really like that it's just him putting the sack on his head and then people's imagination running away I with guess themselves. I, would, I would have just liked more scenes because that, that movie had to tackle a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was kind of pushed a little bit to the side, which is which just, which just, a shame because when you see him using his like, powers near the end, it's really freaky. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I was totally seen Batman it. all scary like. Yeah, he's like, it's pretty terrifying. That is awesome. That time he walks by and his mouth like turns to like light. Yeah. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> 
<laughs> and they didn't really explore it in that movie, but it, like what he always did in the comics and stuff is he'd always, you know, the one thing that Batman feels the worst about is the death of his parents. So he's always put them in his like weird fantasies, you know, these weird nightmares that he had. He'd always his son, it's always be like his dad, like, son, you really disappoint me. He'd be like, no. <laughs> like that hurts him the most. And his costume could be pretty scary. I, I mean, I it would have been pretty stupid if they'd done it in a movie. Like I can only imagine what Howard Stern would have looked like if they'd made Batman Ultimate or whatever it was called. Unlimited. 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 You'd just be talking about chicks or something. <laughs> just talk about poison ivy. Poison all the time. ivy's tits. Yeah, I was hanging out with poison ivy. She wouldn't show me her tits. That's pretty like a hard stern. I get. I can't do hard stern. But uh, yeah, Scarecrow's pretty pretty scary. His episodes of the animated series were always really scary. Word. Those scared me as a kid. <laughs> they made him look real scary. I never thought a scarecrow could be that freaky. Well, yeah, this is pretty far departure from what a real. But scarecrow I guess it has is. scare in the name. Should be scary. I agree. I agree with everything you've said. I have nothing to add to it, though. I appreciate that. <laughs> Scary. Just I, like- I, you know, in the movies, I liked... I was really concerned in Batman Begins when he rides up to Rachel and she shocks him and then just rides off into the mist and we never see him again the rest of the movie. I was really concerned. They're like, oh, God, what are they going to do? Plot hole. But then they... <laughs> They nailed that shit. They were like, "All right, he's just like a lame street level drug dealer now, and you know, it's not even a big deal for Batman to take him down." I thought I saw, maybe I I I misread, but that Killian Murphy was in the new one. Maybe we will find out. Maybe he'll be escaping out of Arkham or something. Mm, Maybe we'll see. I wouldn't mind him showing up again. Yeah, I think I think be great. I guess (laughs) it'd be okay. Batman punch you in the face again. Best of both worlds. You know, someone else who enjoys the best of both worlds. Oh, yes, I do. Is Two-Face. Two-Face. Man obsessed with duality. Flip of a coin. Now, he's got to be one of the most compelling Batman villains just because of his whole setup. I mean, he was this crusader for good. He was the uh, district attorney mm-hmm. for Gotham City. Yes, he was. He's basically Batman without all the vigilante stuff. He's always portrayed Harvey Dent. Uh, he's always portrayed at least as someone who's on Batman's side. And sometimes he's even Batman's, you know, friend, Bruce Wayne's friend. And he just feels like he really let him down when on one unfortunate night, Harvey took a dip in a chemical soup and burnt off half of his body. Yeah, I feel like that's one where they got a handful of different origins for him about, about how he became deformed. Like sometimes it's in, he's in a courtroom and someone throws acid in his face and... Of course, that's not what they, exactly they did. Mm-hmm. How does it happen out? in uh, Batman Forever? Well, you will be I'll... disappointed to know that Batman becomes convinced that Two-Face is the man who shot his parents. Yep. <laughs> in the... I thought Two-Face was involved with the whole Robin part of the movie. He is. He but both. He screwed them both over. Batman becomes convinced. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I don't think they ever explicitly say he was the man mm-hmm. who shot... Well, don't they... Because it's... Batman's so obsessed with stopping Two-Face. Uh, it could be just... That's just what he wants to believe. But did, did, doesn't he make him believe that Joker killed his parents in the first one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like... Those movies aren't very well connected. Even though they 
But are they supposed to be the same? I guess. I don't I never really Well like Tim Burton produced yeah, the third one. I guess they're supposed to be sequels, but then it doesn't add up, so I don't know. That's probably why I never thought of them as sequels, because they don't really connect in any way. They don't like oh you follow the same I guess Batman and Robin and Batman Forever are linked in that they both have like Chris O'Donnell. Oh yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> yeah. And then the first two both have Michael Keaton. So I guess they're all supposed to go together, but they don't go well, together they're all well. They're made by the same people. Yeah, same, yeah, about the same group of people. Um Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we never talk about Batman Forever again? Okay, yeah. It totally just threw me off just thinking about it. You want to talk about him in the Dark Knight? I love him in the Dark Knight. Cuz I do too even though we we've talked about how his story arc is kind of just shoehorned in there at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it definitely does feel like the movie's going on too long at that point. But I think everything they do is pretty compelling. Uh, Aaron Eckhart's really good in the role, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they probably should have just saved it for another movie. If that movie ended with him, you know, left in the hospital, <clears throat> going mad in pain and grief. That would have been great. And then he would have been a great villain for the third movie. Is he going to be in the third movie? Well, he's dead. Oh, he died? Yeah. Remember Batman? I don't know. I've only seen him once. Well, it was weird. He just kind of fell down, but then they had a memorial service for him. So I always always thought that they left it open for maybe he could be back, but it doesn't look like he's back. So I guess he's dead. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, it did seem like they kind of left it open for maybe. Um... (laughs) What are you doing? Sean's doing his Because he Dent keeps cutting and out, and it's got to be because he's moving the microphone. I'm not cutting out. It's the headphones. Is it the headphones? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Next time. I'm glad to just get that over with. Write him a note. Write him a note and pass <laughs> now along. Keep going. Was there a scene in there where he lost his coin and it messed him up? That was messed him up in the... Uh... In Batman Forever, there's a great scene where he loses his coin. <laughs> but I always kind of like that in... <sighs> In, in at least the the comics and the in the cartoons is that he needed that coin to make his decisions about what he was going to do next. But if he didn't have it, he always like go crazy. And it was a sweet coin because it was heads, and then the tail side was all burnt. Well, it was also heads, but it was like all burnt. Well, that's what it was in Dark Knight. Was that was also? Yeah, I think it? so. Well, I think like in the in the cartoon, it was both heads, but one was like all scratched. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like sweet burnt. Burnt. He was really gross looking at that movie. He's like half skeleton or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like he should not be alive. Yeah, I don't think that is that could happen. <laughs> he would be dead. His eyeball was like, there's no eyelid or anything <laughs> holding it there. He would be dead yeah. from shock. I mean, for one thing. But he looked really cool. Aaron Heckart did a really good job. It's just, it's kind of disappointing that they had to wrap him up so quickly. Because he had a lot of good character development in that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I was for, I thought for sure it's like, oh yeah, they're definitely setting him up to be the villain in the next one. And I couldn't believe while I'm watching the movie, he's like, oh wait, he's going to be in this one. <laughs> like that was really exciting. But I am kind of disappointed that he died. Yeah. Because the, the movie, you know, there's a scene where Rachel dies and Batman's sad. And then it builds all the way up to the Joker climax. And you, that that would be a satisfying ending for the movie. Mm-hmm. But Two-Face on his own is a, a great villain, uh, like we said. Because he's a guy who was good, gone insane, obsessed with duality, which is, you know, such a weird dynamic for a character for him to just do everything well well should i rob this bank oh, i guess i'll just flip a coin of course they would have had uh billy d williams as a yeah of course played harvey dent in the first batman <laughs> or she would have made it that far i, hey, I read that that's why he uh, 
Yeah. That's why he signed up for the role. Uh, that's why I would take the role. I don't think anyone's like, yeah, Harvey, Harvey Dent. Dent. District Attorney. Uh, except Harvey now. Dent, District Attorney. He's so likable. Hey, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you old scoundrel. <laughs> Batman, you scoundrel. Yeah, nice. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to... I was just trying to do it... Do it better because you're better at the impression. Not by much, though. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Because I, I couldn't think of anything. I don't know Billy D. Williams. <laughs> I don't know his memorable lines. That, yeah. Hey, what the hell is the fat clown? <laughs> we, have a, we have a late addition to, to top Batman villains. The fat clown. Let me uh, read a little bit. <laughs> he was often seen... Alongside the thin clown. <laughs> this, this is his biography. The penguin shot the fat clown dead after he questioned the penguin's plan for kidnapping and drowning of children. The penguin proceeded to kick the fat clown's bullet-ridden corpse into the murky depths of the sewer. Later, Max Shrek found the fat clown's body in the bottom of the sewer and took his Smith & Wesson Model 15-3 pistol... Using it to shoot Catwoman four times. So you listed a unnamed henchman <laughs> from Batman Returns. Pretty much exclusively for the um, awesome picture that uh, I'll have to post along. He is indeed a fat clown. I'm just glad I got to know exactly what kind of gun was used. In <laughs> you can make that the podcast artwork. Uh, some some shout-outs to the fact. I think I remember a fat clown. He definitely... There was a lot of... It was Remember, weird. he stands alongside the thin girl. Yeah, okay. That helps a little bit. But that dichotomy, really. But considering the, the penguin was the bad guy of that movie, why did he have so many circus-themed henchmen? Is it because he's a freak? Yeah. I just love this. This picture is so poor quality. It's like someone took a picture of their TV. Yeah. <laughs> They're watching it on, like, VHS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can put this on the internet. That's what people remember me for, writing the fat cloud portion of Batman Wiki or wherever you wherever you yep. are. Yep. It should be Wayne Wayneopedia. 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 Yeah, something like that. So uh, shall we move on to the list making process? I think we shall. Alright, so I say since we have too many, Harley Quinn gets the axe. How many do we have? I'm down with that. Well, yeah, seeing that... The well, the fat clown gets the axe, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fat clown's <laughs> already gone. Don't worry about fat clown. Seeing that most of these ones are his core villains. Yeah, you can, Harley, Harley Quinn can be taken off. She's pretty good, but these are like... We've kind of stripped it down to the main ones. Mm-hmm. One more. One more. <laughs> Poison Ivy. And a boobage. <laughs> Really sexist on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have no choice. Uh, I, I mean, I guess. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, but yes. these are all pretty good villains. I don't know. I mean, is Clayface that good? Is Bane well, that Clayface, good? Well, Clayface, I don't know that Clayface is as memorable, but he's just, I think me and Sean at least probably like him more since he was. So cool. I'd be alright bumping Clayface to keep Poison Ivy. I, I mean, it. I suppose. He is a more like second tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just, they happen to do a good job on him on one thing. Yeah. I don't know that he's been consistently good since then. <laughs> and 
And how many are we at now? I think that's 10. That's, okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'll throw you the Riddler lower end of the spectrum just because. Lowest end? Well, I, I mean, we, would we put Poison Ivy at 10? Oh, yeah. Poison Ivy at 10. Probably that makes sense. I think so. And then. And then probably I like her because she's different, but then I dislike that she became a sex symbol. <laughs> and then the Riddler. Mm-hmm. The Piddler. Piddler. Riddler on the roof. <laughs> um, hmm. What about Bane? Or are we anticipating that yeah, that's Bane the thing. will become Bane, a classic character the, after seeing him in the I don't Dark know if he'll, he'll become classic, but he's definitely going to become a popular villain after I think this. he is a classic character in the comics already, and you just have no appreciation for that because you've probably never read a comic book in your life. Yeah, so that's basically true. I'd probably put Scarecrow a little lower. Yeah. I mean, he just scares people. I don't like Some of these characters have a cool emotional kind of drive that pushes them forward to do what they do. He just likes to scare people. If I remember, he's just one of those guys who grew up as a really creepy kid. I went, when I look at this list, there are three characters that aren't always a worthy opponent to Batman. Mm-hmm. And I think Scarecrow's probably in that group. Yeah. Just because I, I feel like it's usually Batman will just figure it out and then he'll get out of his crazy. Yeah, he's just got his little illusion in, in, in tricks and stuff. It's like Chris Angel being a Batman villain. <laughs> At the same time, there's Penguin also. I mean, I like Penguin better though. I really like. What's him the threat of the series. Penguin? Mm, he's got an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> he's all gross, and Batman would be like, oh, "Gross, oh, don't touch." I just think he's a, he's it's cool because he's a villain and he's a socialite. And some sometimes, like Fraser. <laughs> God, can you imagine if Kelsey Grammer was a villain? <laughs> They'd have to like make him short. He'd have to do the dwarf thing. Be on his knees. Put him on your knees. Come on. That would be so good. That'd be pretty cool. So is, is Penguin the next one then? Yeah, I think he kind of made it. I couldn't really come up with a, like, a big threat for the, the Penguin. He strokes you with gas with his umbrella. And then the one next I find least threatening, not top five threatening, yeah, is Mr. Freeze. Mm, I like Mr. Freeze better than Bane. I'm not crazy about Catwoman. You're not, nah. Because she just—I don't know. She's just kind of boring to me. I, like I just—I don't find her, her gimmick, her concept is cool. Some of the other ones, like she dresses up like a cat and she's a cat burglar. Did nine lives. See, I just don't find that particularly interesting. She got cat-like reflexes. Like Mr. Freeze, he's got, got a whip. He's now he's got Indiana a Jones. He's got a cool backstory. He's got cool powers. Uh, Joker's got real cool kind of person persona to him and everything. And Catwoman's just—I don't know. I mean, she's complex. I just don't find her that great of a villain. Well, I I like her more than I like Two Face or Bane, though. Well, I love Two Face. Two Face is way up there. Uh oh. <laughs> One of those kind of things. Uh, what about you? You two? Well, you guys, gonna, who's lower right now? Like all all of them. For me, it's always like Ra's al Ghul, just because I feel like <laughs> I don't know. He's one that I don't remember. From like when I was a kid, and yeah, it was I all no, about like, Batman. Connection with him. I feel like you guys are all about him. I wasn't really, but I, <laughs> I don't. Mean, it's good. I don't have any recollection of Razal Ghul before seeing Batman Begins. I agree, and I still am not that drawn to him just because he doesn't seem. I, I, I mean, I guess he's not as colorful as these other characters, which isn't necessarily a good or bad thing. I just. I don't know. He's not very iconic to me. He just seems like and a regular. Do you guy. think part of that is because? 
in Batman Begins, they did it as Ra's al Ghul is, is different people, but there's always just someone called Ra's al Ghul instead of actually being an immortal man. No. No? No, because I don't remember him in anything else. That is why. He's an immortal man. I think Ra's al Ghul should, be, should go next. Lazarus Party at number six spot. <laughs> Lazarus Party. Number six, very good for him because he's evil and black magic and 666 and tie yeah. that all in maybe. All right. Yeah, Demon's Head. Demons. <clears throat> I'm still looking at Catwoman lower or probably Bane. I, I like Catwoman more than Bane. Bane's just too recent. 1993 is when he came out. Sexy Latino accent. Am your worthy opponent? It doesn't look like they made him Latin in the new one. Yeah, that's sad. Because he still has... Like his luchador mask is his most identifiable thing besides... He's got roids running through his veins. Imagine how sweet it would have been if it was Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> Why Antonio Banderas? Not Benicio Just Del Toro. Just on the top of my head, he's like the most famous Latin actor. I didn't say it was good casting. That's who they would have casted in like a crappy Batman. But I guess they didn't because they cast that wrestler in Batman and Robin. God, what the? Bo Svensson or something. <laughs> fucking movie. This is where it starts okay, to get So intriguing. Mr. Freeze next, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Sure. Nice. And then you would say Catwoman. I would say Catwoman. I gotta go Two-Face at two. I think the Dark Knight really did a lot for Two-Face. I think he's always been that good. gentleman feel as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, how right. perfect is it to have Two-Face at two? Right? Is he has the Two-Faces... Yeah, yeah, yeah. One head, though. See, you get it. That'd be a bad name for him. One head. One head. <laughs> Better than egghead. No, actually, no, it's not. <laughs> so, yes, and then our, our number one, obviously, the Joker. Real name. Nothing, nothing funny about that, though. Nothing funny about the Joker. Except sometimes. 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 So, our top ten Batman villains... Number 10, Poison Ivy. Number 9, The Riddler. Number 8, Scarecrow. Number 7, The Penguin. Number 6, Raz al Ghul. Number 5, Bane. Number 4, Mr. Freeze. Number 3, Catwoman. Number 2, Two-Face. And number 1, The Joker. You can find us on the web at mildlyplease.com or via email at t3 at mildlyplease.com. See you next week. <laughs>